good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever time you're listening to us, we really appreciate it. I'm Danny, along with Sean, and today you're listening to Nitro Listen. We are going to be reviewing the pay-per-view that was Starcade 95. Um, yes. we're, doing this, we're doing this on the day that King Charles... It was now weird. Seems weird calling him that. King Charles got an egg thrown at him in York. Yes, yes, I did say that on the news and, this afternoon. Yeah, it's the the police and the secret service uh, got the fella straight away. Um, I bet you he doesn't think it's much of a yoke now, does he? <laughs> hey, but he's got egg all over his face after that oh, one, hasn't he? You can't beat a you can't beat an egg. Um, right. Remember when people were a bit more grown up and if they were going to attack people in power, they'd either try to assassinate them or do some real damage. I missed Who, those days. Uh, Not that uh, I'm, I'm, did what MP got punched? No, no. The John Prescott got eggs thrown at him. And he oh yeah, so he so he punched him. someone else. Yeah, that was that was quite amusing. Just so we we're, we're, um, we're clear here, I'm not advocating anyone kill Prince Charles. Just in case. Secret Service or anyone listening, but um, yeah, it, what a gobshite throwing eggs at people, dead hard, isn't he? Anyway, on this day that we're looking at, it was the 27th of December, that weird time during Christmas and New Year where you don't really know what day it was, but we found out it was a Wednesday, which yeah. obviously is a funny time for a pay per view. But WCW also thought it was a Sunday, well. They did. We would. We was just going to go into that. Um, they did advertise it as a Sunday, which you picked up on, didn't you? Yeah, they. Yeah, they. Well, on on the last episode when Shivani was advertising the show, the graphic said a Wednesday, but his words said a Sunday. But it turned out it was actually a Wednesday. Well, I think obviously that around that time, it's, it is probably a good time to put on a pay per view, um, because most people are off. Especially back then, you know, there wasn't as much unsociable working as there was now that there was in 1995. But WCW did do this, didn't they? Where they'd have um, the, um, I can't remember the, the names now. I don't know whether it was a clash that they used to put on. But they always used to put a show on in uh, around Thanksgiving as well. Wasn't uh, it Wasn't it originally Starcade? It might have been, actually, yes. Yeah, it could have been. And then... Vince, Vincent did uh, Survivor Series, didn't he? Yeah, that's as, right. As his counter. So, uh, yeah, we've got Survivor Series coming up in the WWE, WWE as well soon. Yeah. Um, did you uh, watch any of um, Crown Jewel this weekend? Crown Jewel, I'd watched up to um, Omos and um, the other fella. Um, Braun Strowman. Um, and... My godson, who was watching it with, fell asleep, and then he woke up to tell me to switch it off because he didn't want me to know what happened ahead of him. Um, so I've I've got to wait until he comes round next. Um, to, so, it, but you know what? I've got to say, it is great because basically I've got him into wrestling, and it is great to have someone. And he, and he's like, you know, he, he he's he's thirteen. And he's just loving every minute. And he's quite, he's a kid who's got a great imagination. So he's just loving every minute of it at the moment. So so we, we've got a third member of the podcast then. 
yeah, soon enough, yeah, we'll have him up on here. Um, <laughs> he, he, he can get us all into into the TikTok crowd and Instagram, and we'll be flying off them rankings. I'm I'm not dancing on TikTok, Eddie. You, 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 you'll have to do that. <laughs> um, so at the time, it was around the Christmas uh, Christmas time, and we obviously got Christmas charts. Um, and again, this fucking song is still. Still in the charts, Earth Song number one by Michael Jackson. Now, just to make things fucking worse, at number two, Father and Son by Boys Own. Wow, <laughs> it does sort of, um, does sort of sort itself out a little bit because Free as the Bird was released by the Beatles, and that was a quality song that never got released when they were in the pomp, so it was re- released. Then so yeah, that, 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 I'm I'm quite happy with that balance and everything else out. Um, now Starcade emanated from um, Nashville, Music City, Tennessee, yeah. um, the Nashville Municipal Auditorium. Sean, what's the uh, what's the verdict on the numbers in terms of attendance? And... So we've got so this pay per view um, is as some have said it. The original Forbidden Door, WCW versus New Japan. And the buy rates for this are, they're actually the lowest buy rate of 95, with 95,000 buy rates. Uh, The attendance was 8,200, with 6,018 paying. Uh, which was a live gate of 83,855. That makes an average ticket sale of $13. Mm, that's not good, is it? No. Um, I, we, we, I found out last week they released the, the gate numbers for Clash at the Castle, and it was I think it was just over $8 million dollars. Um, that they brought in on just gate receipts alone. Yeah. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, we're talking about completely different here, completely different stadium, but $13 on on average a ticket does not sound good. No. No. So on, normally what we've had so far is we've managed, I've managed to get hold of the pre-show for every pay-per-view, which we've both agreed have been Quite good fun. Um, it's been giving us quite a bit, quite a good bit of background um, as we haven't been following Saturday night week to week. Um, but unfortunately, once again, I couldn't get the pre-show for this show. Well, I just wonder if there was a pre-show. So there was, and I've got the matches for it, but I don't know the results. So we had DDP versus Dave Sullivan. I can see DDP winning that one personally. Yeah. And then we had the American Males, Buff Bagwell and Scotty Riggs versus the Blue Bloods. Okay. Was that um, Regal? Regal had eaten at this point, wasn't it? Wasn't yeah. It? Uh, right. Okay. Um, t- to be fair, I- I'd have watched both of their matches. Yeah, I think... I think Regal would have fitted in quite nicely in this show, I think. I think there's a match that definitely could have done with him being in it rather than someone else, but we'll get to that later on. 
Well, yeah, I, I've, to be honest with you, I've got a few, few, few of them as well. So we will, we will get to it later on. Um, so this it was uh, as, um, as we mentioned before, Starcade was originally it was a Thanksgiving tradition. Um, so they've moved it to, um, to to this time of the year. Now, obviously, it must have been a pain in the backside because they've brought all these Japanese superstars in as well. Um, and this is going to be just days, be- well, a week before um, the Tokyo Dome show um, because Tokyo Dome show, even before it was Wrestling Kingdom, was always the 4th of Jan. Um, they had different names to the show. So, you know, they, they have brought some big, big stars over here. So um, I, I, it, it, it must have been a hard time to get them over during that time of the year. Yeah. Um, so we were going into this one and there was quite a few, quite a few stories that were actually meshing together quite well, I think. And this was kind of the blow off um, to a few of them. Um, yeah. Yeah, I can, I, I can I can see that a little bit on on some of them. As countries across the world compete for global dominance, World Championship Wrestling has accepted the challenge from New Japan Pro Wrestling in a best of seven battle for the World Cup of Professional Wrestling. Canadian Crippler Chris Benoit meeting Jushin Thunder Liger Guerrero against Otani. World TV champ Johnny B. Bad against Masa Saito, the torture master. We'll see Kanemoto against Wright. The total package Lex Luger faces Masa Chodo. World champ Savage against Tenzan. And Sting faces U.S. champ Suzuki. In an epic contest of global promotions at Starcade 1995. So we'll start and we'll dive right into the first match. Um... This was uh, all the Japanese wrestlers throughout this were um, throughout this World Cup, and that's 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 what it is, isn't it? The, yeah. It's, we're in World Cup season soon. Well, uh, we are. We are. It's it's coming home. It's it's probably. Well, yeah, it's probably not, but we, we live in hope. Um, so this was a match between uh, Jushin Thunder Liger and Chris Benoit, as I said, done by uh, Sonny Ono. Um. I was really looking forward to this match. Um and I was left a little bit um a, a little bit disappointed, I've got to be honest with you. Um Yeah, I I, I was a few issues with it, but also um I, I think Liger as a heel just doesn't work for me. Um No Liger as a heel and then and then the finish of the match did, I'd say it, it it didn't really fit. No, no, it, 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 it's, that's a very kind way of putting it. Um, the the one good thing was, which I thought was quite funny, which probably most people under the age of forty won't get. Um, Sonny Ono come out, and Dusty referred to him as Sonny Bono, which was Cher's husbands, as in Sonny and Cher, uh, Sonny Bono. So that that sort of popped me a little bit. So <laughs> one of one of Dusty's quite good ones there. Um, yeah. Um, go on, give give us your thoughts because. Uh, see, this this was one of my the the match the match in general. And I'll say from the majority of the matches on this pay-per-view 
are a lot better than what we've seen previously. And I think this was a good way to start it. Um, it's a good way. It, it definitely showcased what both companies can do. Um, with Binoir and Liger, like I think I think they are a great matchup. But like I said, Liger being a hill, especially with Binoir being in the Horseman as well. I'm sure they could have easily just flipped it around and kept Benoit as a hill in the horseman and Liger as the face, even though this WCW face, New Japan hill. Um, I think that, that, that is that, that is confusing, uh, a, a, a confusing way around, isn't it? Because if you think of it, the, the horseman... Although they get cheered in, in in certain parts, they were heels at this point, weren't they? Yeah. You know, especially with the way the Pillman have been acting and um and Flair and what have you. Um, so Kevin Sullivan ends up getting involved in this, doesn't he? Yeah. So towards the end of the match, um, you know, after count we had countless uh, misfalls, um, Chris Benoit goes up and he hits his flying headbutt and then we get Kevin Sullivan come out and he stands up on the apron or he's just out on the floor and he distracts Chris Benoit and then we get a really bad Hurricane Rana from Liger. Awful wasn't it? Yeah like he's he spiked I can't remember if he spiked himself or if he spiked Benoit on his head um but yeah it was really bad um and what was worse is this is the move that's going to get give the the pinfall as well yeah yeah it that that is to finish it's it's a really badly botched uh rana from from liger and yeah liger gets the win because there's a there's a shitty distraction that wasn't needed and we don't really get any follow up for it right now so it it could have been left out, um, and yeah, that brings New Japan have got have got the first win. Um, I'm surprised they went that way. To be honest, I thought they would have given WCW the win off the off the bat and let New Japan play catch up a little bit. Mm, yeah, I can see where you're coming from. Um... I do think it's the underdog story, though, isn't it, of the good guys catching up after being, you know, down, down. Yeah. But, you know, as, as we're about to discover, I think the heels and faces sort of go out the window a little bit here, don't they? Um, yeah. Yeah, they, they, they do a little bit, but this is definitely more of a... I think the way I describe it, it's more of a Japanese show than what it is an American show. It's more, it's more wrestling based rather than storyline and character based. I'd say. Okay. Okay. That, um, there, there is still that that. Like, I think it's I think it's Sonny Ono's involvement. He must have got a brilliant paycheck for this pay per view. <laughs> He's yeah. in and out seven times, and then he gets a couple of interviews as well. No, fair fair play. He deserves his money tonight. Um, 
Now, after this um, Benoit and Liger match, um, we go back to the locker room and it's Mean Gene, of course, with Eddie Guerrero. I thank you very much, Tony Schiavone. There's a big buzz back in the locker room. What you've just seen here, Eddie Guerrero, does not set well with you. No, it doesn't set well at all. Kevin had no, no, no reason to be there. That was he had Chris no business. Ben- no, no, he didn't. That was Chris Benoit's match. He should have stayed out of it. All right, let's talk about uh, what's going to be taking place here. The World Cup of Wrestling, the best four out of seven right now. WCW is down 0-1 to one to New Japan. Uh, in a moment or two, you're going to be going up against Otani. Size up your match, if you would, Eddie. Well, first of all, Mean Gene, what I want to do is I just want to tell you what an honor it is to be here representing WCW in the World Cup of Professional Wrestling. I mean... To be selected, one of the seven out of all the wrestlers out there, I mean, that's a great honor. I'm just happy to be here. And perhaps the most prestigious international event ever of this magnitude. Yes, sir, it is, and I'm just proud to be here. And one thing I'd like to say, you know, talking about Otani, he is a tremendous athlete. And what I had to do to prepare to be here is I had to be at the top of my game. And that's what I did. I went out, I put the hours in the gym, I put the hours in the ring just to be able to give my best today because that's what I'm going to do. I'm representing you, the WCW fan, and I'm not going to let you down. I'm going to go out there, give it my best like I always do, and hopefully come out a winner. By the way, I saw Eddie Guerrero back here doing some push-ups, doing some squats, getting ready for his big match with Otani. It is part of the World Cup. It is part of Starcade 95 from Nashville, Tennessee. Right now, let's get back up to the ring. One of the worst promos I've ever seen Eddie Guerrero do. Um, Yeah, that's exactly what I've got. Stumbled over his words. Um, he, He didn't seem to be able to construct his sentences as well as he'd like. I don't know whether it was because it was live or I, I, I don't know. It was very, I've never seen a worse Eddie Guerrero interview. Yeah, like, like I say, just, he didn't know, he he didn't know what to say. He was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be, I'm glad they, I'm, I'm glad they picked me in the World Cup. Uh, Alex Wright is up next. Uh, yeah, let's go. It's kind of like it's kind of like that um, Callisto interview um, that he did, where he just ended up running off screen because he forgot his words. You know, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't his best promo. No, no, not at all, not at all. Um, but this did bring one of my all-time favorite Bobby Heenan lines, um, where he actually um, shouted at Tony Schiavone, "Don't yell at me, Schiavone. I'm not blind." <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think it's this next matchup as well where Dusty and Heenan just rip into uh into Sh- into Shivani. So yes yeah, I, like, so- I, I I do really like the um the, throughout the night the way the commentary team played it because it was it, it actually sounded like Bobby Heenan was, they were all mates, but Bobby Heenan was a little bit of a prick. Uh, yeah. And Dusty was wound up and was winding up. Um, I think the whole um, the whole commentary all night was really good. They did go, uh, they did go off on a few, uh, you know, tangents, but all in all, it was. But, but when, when you when you've got Dusty and you've got Heenan, I mean. You don't expect them to be focused on the match the whole time. You you expect them to weaver in and come back out. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so 
it's as I say, Koji Kanemoto. Um, he's the IWP Junior Heavyweight Champion at this time versus Alex Wright. Sean, first uh, first thoughts on this match or quick thoughts? Uh, so this match went 11 minutes and 44 seconds. Um, I loved this match. I thought it was amazing. You know, it, it really it really showed off what Alex Wright can do. Um, and yeah, that Koji fella. I'm just I'm, I'm going to butcher his name, so I'm calling him Kanemoto. Koji. Yeah, he's hard as fuck. Yeah, he um, well he he has that's that's what he was he was known for. And um, you are absolutely right when you're saying that it really showcased how good Alex Wright could be. Um, he was an absolute stud, and most people don't realise that. I managed to see a few of his uh, matches when he went back to Germany. I think he opened his own promotion. Um, but obviously his father was a very famous wrestler as well. So he'd grown up in the business. He he was very, very underappreciated. But no, maybe underappreciated is the wrong word. He was never or very rarely given the opportunity to show what he could do. Yeah. And this is one of the matches where he did show what he could do. Yeah, he, he was mostly used as not... He definitely wasn't a jobber. He was just an undercard guy who wasn't given yeah. time or given any featured matchups. Um, well, that's it. So, what did you think about the uh, the finish of this? Because I'll be honest with you, I really liked it. Yeah, I I did as well. Um, it was a double leg takedown into basically like a roll through, wasn't it? Yeah. And it was it was more the the wrestling skill. It's not a big move. It was the wrestling skill to be able to go through that and then hold him down for the pin. Remember yeah. a couple of years ago, Brian uh, Danielson used to do a thing where he was the master of the schoolboy roll-up or something, you know, where he keeps them down. Not because they were particularly that in you, it's just because he could hold them in that position. And I thought that's what was done. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, I, I really did enjoy this match. A bit of a um, slight, slightly different take on things, wasn't it? Yeah, there was there's definitely some big moves in it, but it was also very it was a very technical match as well. He's got a great drop kick on him as well. Oh, yeah, he gets he, so high because he's big anyway. Yeah, yeah. I think him. I think best drop kicks of that era probably him and Hardcore Holly mm. or Spark Plug Holly, whatever he was called at this time. Sparky Plug. Um, we go back and it's. Bobby Heenan, Tony Schiavone and Dusty talking about um, the results from the previous World Cup matches. Um, well, what I've got to say here is obviously it's a pay-per-view. It's wrestling in the 90s and they were wearing cummerbunds and dicky bows. Well, they weren't all wearing cummerbunds and dicky bows. No, Dusty had his uh, trusted leather jacket on, didn't he? He had... He No, no, he had his... He had his... Um, proper jacket on it just didn't look like a proper jacket it had the um, it was a dinner jacket um but it was very shiny and then he was wearing a black shirt rather than the white one with a tie he was then with this smart jacket wearing his obviously his cowboy hat and his baggy blue jeans with <laughs> with massive black cowboy boots over the denim um you know yeah jeans so, tucked in jeans tucked into the boots Live your best life, Dusty. I love it. I love yeah. it. Um, 
So then, do we go to another interview segment? Because I yeah. yeah, so we get uh, Mean Gene with uh, Sonny Ono. Tell you the truth, uh, Tony, I've got Sonny Ono standing by. I'm going to be talking with him at the moment. He is delighted. He is coming out of his shoes right now because New Japan Pro Wrestling is up two to nothing here for the World Cup of Wrestling. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, this past week, an extraordinary amount of money, Gidis, the long green, was offered to a superstar. Mark Madden will have complete details on that story tonight during his exclusive hotline report. Give the madman a call from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette at 1-900-909-9900 for all of the inside stories and for what's happening behind the scenes here at Starcade. Call the hotline right now. Take a look at that big uh, grin on your face. Sonny Odo, come on in. It's two zip right now. You obviously are delighted. Pretty soon it'll be five zip. <laughs> well, it won't get to five zip. If it gets to four zip, we're going to close down shop. <laughs> close down shop, and maybe we buy WCW, then maybe we buy whoa, whoa, Iowa. <laughs> whoa, 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 wait a minute. Buy WCW. WCW is not for sale. Iowa, that might be another story. I don't know a whole lot about this state. This is America. Everything's for sale. <laughs> well, uh, you Japanese people would know that, yes. You noticed. As you didn't know, nobody knew. But we have friends in Dungeons of Doom. I just saw in the first match. <laughs> was, was, some, was somebody paid off? No, no. Well, wait Hart? a minute. Now, was somebody paid off? You just say, oh, oh no, no, Sonny? Oh, no, my name. Well, Oni. Hey, don't work with me, please. <laughs> Give me a break. Right now, let's get back to Eric. Oh, I beg your pardon, to Tony. You are confusing me a little. You and... I, I, I thought I found this one quite funny. Um, there's some there's some casual racism in there from Mean Gene. Yeah, um, there, there always is. There's yeah. more of that to come. You know, and then he goes, hey, "What? What?" There was like, uh, "Oh yeah, this was it." Uh, Sonny Ono goes, "Oh, everything in the USA is for sale." Uh, and then it's like, "Oh no, 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 no." Oh no, that's my name. <laughs> and yeah, and I found these two bounced quite well off each other in this segment. I think it's hard not to bounce off me and Gene, isn't it? I think I, I'd love to. Go, I would have loved to have gone for a bevy with him. Yeah, I think he'd be a fun guy. Um, sarcasm is on point as well. If you ever seen him in Legends House, most of it is just him and Pat Patterson drinking cocktails and smoking out on the back and just talking shit about everyone else and taking the piss. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Um, no, yeah. we did have um, Mark Madden filling in on the Mean Gene hotline, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, I didn't realise that Madden was around for so long in WCW. I know he becomes a commentator in late 99, early 2000s, um, but I didn't realise he was backstage this early. No, I, I mean, I mean, it doesn't throw up any massive memories for me. I can't. I, I remember a stint as a commentator, but not much else, to be honest with you. Yeah, that was that was that was definitely in the, that was in the Russo era. Um, mm. So yeah, where he was, I think he was trying to be WCW's equivalent of Jerry the King Lawler, but he just didn't get it. No, no. Well, it, it's yeah, it, it was um, not a good time. Um, mm. It's commentary at all. Yeah. Going on, we've got Masahiro Chono versus Lex Luger with James, the mouth of the South Heart. 
Yes. Um, I, I, I wasn't going into this with much expectation, but I actually enjoyed it more than I thought. It, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a great, it wasn't a lengthy match, was it? No, it, it, it wasn't, wasn't that long. It went six minutes and forty-one seconds. Uh, but it was, it was a good match again. Again, it was. It was it, a big pass match, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Power. two lumps of meat kicking the shit out of each other. Yeah. Power moves and brawling. Um, I think uh, um, Chono put the STF on Luger at one point, and it looked strong, but Luger got to the ropes. Um, and we've talked about this before. I have my affection for Luger's torture rack. I don't have much affection for whatever else he did. But that torture act looks boss. And he gets the win. Obviously, this is the start of a number of matches, which are very short, um, due to the competitors being in the triangle match yeah. later on. Um, yeah. So it was it it, it, it it was this match where um, Shivani references a kick from, uh, from Chono as the Mafia kick. Yes. And Which is actually a Yakuza kick, but he got it wrong by saying it's a mafia kick, it's a Japanese <laughs> mafia, yes. And then Bobby and Dusty just, for for the next five minutes, just keep on digging at him. So every type of move or kick, they go, oh, that's a, that's a Sicilian kick, that's an Australian boot. <laughs> yeah, he, he was really having a go. And it, and it followed into the next match as well, I think. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, it gave some light-hearted fun to it, and you, you could tell they were just ribbing him on the fly with it. Um, but, yeah, it was good. It, it was good fun, and you could hear him just having fun rather than just sitting there calling it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, with Luger winning this match, it means New Japan are up by two, and WCW is on one. Yeah, yeah. Um, we go to Mean Gene with the Stinger, and he's building up um, the Suzuki match, and also the history that they've had with the US title and what have you go in the in the months leading to this. Um, it's beginning to look a little bit like well, the 27th of December 1995 here at Starcade. It's New Japan Pro Wrestling 2, WCW 1, and Sting, that's got to be good news for your team. You got it. It's 2-1, to one, and we are coming on strong. Johnny B. Bad is in the ring next, right? That's absolutely right. He I want to talk about your matches. Though. Well, he's going to even a score. That's all I want to say. Go ahead. Ask me. Okay. Kensuke Sasaki, a couple of months ago in Japan on foreign oh. soil, defeated you for the United States Whoa. title, a title that he holds right now. Now, that title will not be up wow. for grabs tonight. However, you've got him one-on-one, -on -one, perhaps a measure of revenge here. That was a bad day a couple of months ago in Japan. You had to bring that up, didn't you? The U.S. title is not up for grabs tonight, but guess what? Pride is what is up for grabs and Sonny what's that guy's name Sonny oh no oh no is right talking about buying WCW over the stinger's dead body my friend all right Sting. you got another thing coming triangle match yourself Lex Luger victorious just moments ago and the nature boy Ric Flair the three of you of course have been stalwarts here at world championship wrestling for the last three or four years maybe a little bit longer than that you know what you're up against. Size this one up. You know what the stakes are. Well, I've sized it up before, and I know you're probably going to ask me your What's favorite question. What's the deal with Luger? Yeah, I know. We'll get to that in a minute. 
We got this triangle thing going on. It's going to be interesting. All I got to say is Luger and I are friends, okay? Macho and I are trying to work things out, too. Last week, you could see it got a little bit edgy, didn't it? And I want it to get that way again. Luger, my best friend, I love you, pal. But you say you got to do what you got to do. Well, guess what? The Stinger's got to do what he's got to do also. And the Nature Boy, you know the way I feel about you. I'll never, ever, ever forget what you did to me. Much. I want you so bad I can taste you. Okay, it is thick enough. You can cut it with a knife right now. I'm talking about the electricity in the air as we get back to the launchman in the ring. Yeah. We go then into, and again, sound like a broken record here. Um, I was really disappointed with with this match. Um, not yeah. Because, not, not because of what why you might think. Um, Master Saito was one of the best in-ring workers to watch. He always fascinated me. Um, and as I say, Johnny B. Bad certainly isn't my favourite. He can do a job. He can sell quite well sometimes. Um, but I wanted to see the Sato of 10 years before. So probably it was my own fault for going in with high hopes. I, I, th- yeah, th- this is the match I think that Regal should have replaced Johnny B. Bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even even if it was kept at the same time, which is five minutes and fifty two, Regal could have put on a masterclass in five minutes in this match. Definitely. Um, and how does it end? <laughs> so we start off with. So at <laughs> the moment, not to discuss this, is there? <laughs> so we start off with Johnny B. Bad comes into the ring with. Uh, with Kimberly or whatever she's called at the moment. Um, and Kimberly and Sonny Ono start trash call, uh, trash talking each other. That's Kimberly right. slaps Ono and then the match starts. So there was a bit, just before that, there was a, a little bit of homophobia and a little bit of casual racism in the promo. Something about a character in Bonanza, who was a Japanese character, which I've never watched, so I don't really get. Um, and also, a um, said if if wrestling's for men, then you shouldn't be here. And <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's uh, all good. Um, but yeah, the finish. Why are they still doing this in '95? So the finish of this match is. So I'm, Ito, sure, I'm sure they stopped doing this and then started it and then stopped again. They, they just don't. Do they just do it randomly. You'll 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 watch a match or a show and then. <laughs> so, for this match, Johnny B. Bad wins via DQ because he's pulled over the top rope by Saito. All of Johnny B. Bad's main moves are over the top rope, down to the floor. I it, it's. It is vintage WCW. You know, it's like, why can't you just let him win? Or yeah. get rid of Johnny B. Bad for one for one pay-per-view. You don't need him on every single pay-per-view. And put in someone who can actually tell a story. But this this ends very quickly with um, Saito throwing Johnny B. Bad out the ring. And it's 2-2. And it was really disappointing. Um, just if anyone cares enough to, to do it, then I would recommend going and watching 
any match from say so in uh, AWA. Uh, there's loads on the network. Um, so go and have a look at that. Next, we had um, Jimmy Hart again doing most of the talking for Lex Luger in a promo talking about the upcoming triangle match. You don't beat all that. Thank you very much, Tony Schiavone. With me, of course, the total package Lex Luger still to come, the triangle match, Jimmy Hart. Before we talk about that, let's talk about what's going on here. We've got a little 2 2 situation with WCW against New Japan Pro Wrestling. You seem to be happy. What's the deal with Kevin Sullivan? Well, you know, I guess you're talking about what happened when Chris Benoit was out there and Kevin kind of interfered in the match and cost him to lose. I guess it cost America to lose. Let me tell you something. Kevin Sullivan's got a short fuse. Hey, how do you know that? What do you mean, how do I know that? Let me tell you something, Mean Gene. 10,000 comedians out of work and you're trying to be one. He's got a short fuse. Dungeon of Doom, let me tell you something, Four Horsemen. You're going to be in a lot of trouble, baby. All right, Lex Luger, let's talk about the triangle match. Sting, your good friend. Then ain't your boy Ric Flair, and of course, an opportunity for one of you to meet the Macho Man Randy Savage for the WCW World Heavyweight title. That's what this great sport, that's what World Championship Wrestling is all about. The moment of truth has arrived, year in and year out. You look at the top names in professional wrestling here in WCW, you look at Sting, you look at Flair, you look at Luger, the total package, their names are synonymous with superiority at being the very best at what they do. We're all after one prize, and that's the WCW World Heavyweight title that the Macho Man is wearing around his waist. And everybody in World Championship Wrestling, everybody out there knows that I own you, Macho Man. You are a pathetic one-armed champion. I've said it before, I'm telling you right now, I am coming right at you because I've had you in the rack, Macho Man, many, many times. I've had your arm. I would have tore it right out of the socket if it wasn't for my good friend Sting. And now, Macho Man, every time I face you, I beat you. That's on your mind. But first things first, the triangle match, Jimmy, I got to go this one alone, baby. You know, 10 years of friendship with Sting and I, it's me walking that aisle Whoa. just this one time by myself. What, what, what do you mean all alone? Are you saying Jimmy Hart's not going to be in your corner? Just this one time, Jimmy. Listen, we've, cool. we've, Whoa. We've, we've talked this over, Mean Gene, but just remember one thing, Lex. I'm here for a long time. Not a good time, baby. And Jimmy Hart's always managed champions because that's what keeps you around, baby. So I'm just saying, please, bring me back the gold. That's all I'm asking. Got a list of cliches here in my pocket, Jimmy Hart, if you want to use them. Yes, Lex. We're cool, Jimmy. You know that. I know that. That's what's important. I don't care about anybody else out there. This one time that I walked that aisle alone because I had some unfinished business with the Nature Boy and Sting, best friends, or whatever we have. We're going at it. If it's you and me, May the best man win. I've said it before. We are I'm going after the Macho Man. The total package is going to reign supreme. Counting down to the triangle match tonight here at Starcade. Short fuse, huh, Jimmy? Let's get back to the ring. And I keep saying calling the triangle match for good reason because it's certainly not a triple threat match. And no. it's not a three way dance, um, which we'll get to yeah. later on. Um, next one up. Thank uh, did, God. Did you hear. Um, Let's go back to the interview with um, Jimmy Hart and Mean Gene. Did you hear um, Gene's comment about Kevin Sullivan having a short fuse? I didn't, to be honest. So uh, Sullivan and Hart are going back and forth. Um, and I can't remember which way, which way round they say it, but one of them goes, oh, yeah, that Sullivan's got a short fuse. And I think it's Mean Gene looks over at Hart and goes, how do you know? He goes, no, he's temper, he's temper. <laughs> <laughs> so, but we also get told as well that Hart won't be at ringside for the triangle match, 
Luger has requested for him to stay backstage because he wants to go out there and win it by himself. So I, th- I, th- I thought that was a good way to because he's kind of on that on that fence at the moment, isn't he? If he's is he face, is he heel? Where is he falling? And I think this is a good way to keep him there. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we we go on to the next match, which I, I, I thank God for this one, um, because it just seemed to break things up really nicely, and it was Sinjiro Otani um, again with Sonny Ono in the World Cup match um, against Eddie Guerrero. Um, did one, did one of these guys come out of Bad Street USA? <laughs> I didn't notice. Um, and I think I think of myself, but um, I I really didn't notice. Love a bit of Bad Street. Um, I just want to go through again another few bits of commentary genius. So again, your generation, Sean. I don't know whether you ever knew Inspector Clouseau. I know the name, but yeah, and he, he the he basically used to speak with um a, a funny accent, and it was kind of broken English. So Dusty's talking during this match, and Bobby Heenan said it's like doing a pay per view with Clouseau <laughs> <laughs> um, because of his country slang coming in. Yeah, and um, <laughs> another bit, if uh, Bobby Heenan said, "If you're Guerrero, what are you thinking right now?" and Dusty <laughs> says. I'll be thinking I've lost a lot of weight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's... that's a commentary in this. Um, but yeah, what, what sticks out to you? What sticks out to you in this match? Uh, it was... No, com- compose yourself, Sean. Yeah. Compose yourself. It was just, once again, it was just a brilliant match. Like... It's showing off all of the good stuff that WCW can do and what talent they do have. So why imagine if they could put these type types of matches on not every pay-per-view or not not every match of every pay-per-view, but you know, say they've got seven matches, do this for four of the matches. How much better would these last pay-per-views have been? Well, immensely uh, better, to be fair. Um, but, as I say, you can't always... How can we say this? You can't You can't have a, sh- a show full of these cruiser-type matches. You can't have a show full of big horse matches. You know, it, yeah, it, it's, it's got to be a, it's got to be a circus of... There's got to be stuff for everyone. So yeah, that's it. Um, so, I did, I did enjoy it. The... What about the German suplex Otani hit um, at, at this point with the bridge? That was it was art. What the guy did, it, it's the movements. It was te- absolutely textbook, and the bridge was like it, it, well, it, it was. It was really nice. high, wasn't it? Um, a really high bridge, and but as I say, Otani at this point was was actually being groomed as the as as the big new um, new force in Japanese wrestling. Um, he was. Um, having fantastic matches throughout New Japan and also with a couple of the smaller federations. I think he only signed for New Japan um, around this time, maybe a year before. But I remember is, is, this the, is this the gentleman who, who they said uh, actually went to the matches dressed as Liger? Or was this someone else? 
I'm not sure to be honest with you. Yeah, there was it was one it was one of the uh, Japanese wrestlers where they said he was uh, an amateur college wrestler, but he loved pro wrestling, but and he would dress up as Liger at right. every New Japan show to get noticed. And yeah, he eventually got noticed and got taken into the dojo. That's how he got pushed through. But I can't remember who it was. I'm not. I'm not 100 sure to be honest, mate. Um, but what I do remember at the time was getting the likes of um, the Aftermags um, and stuff, and the, reading the articles about Atani to come back from Japan. Um, mm. And yeah, so that, that was the there was a a springboard slingshot dropkick to the back of the head. Yeah, that was that was nasty. Oh, I'm not sure whether that was uh, meant to be quite as hard as it, it turned out to be, but because Eddie had no clue it was. Well, I'm sure he knew it was coming, but uh, he, he, he didn't not, have the opportunity to do anything about it. Did no, he? He, he. All we could do is, it's kind of just stand there and hope for the best. I think there was. It looked good. It just looked like there was too much force, and he caught him too much, too square in the back of the head. Maybe he was only supposed to like hit like the base of his neck or like one shoulder, but no, he just got both feet smack into the back of his head. And uh, I think the the Al concussion uh, tests would have been uh, coming in if it was today, you know. But um, I'll let you run through the finish because I thought this was amazing. Yeah, so after the after that uh, drop kick, we get Eddie Guerrero, Eddie Guerrero hitting uh, a Hurricane Rana, and then we get a number of reverse pinfalls attempts by each other, um, and then on the final one, Otani just gets the advantage and gets the win. Quick count by the referee on the final one, I thought. Just to be controversial. Bobby's probably paid him off. Bobby's probably <laughs> paid Sonny Ono to pay him off. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it was it was like a powerbomb reverse into a hurricanrana, um, a roll through, a roll back, and then a roll through again. It was uh, it was really and that makes it um three two. Um yeah. at this point, uh to to New Japan. Um and then we've got uh, Mean Gene with the Macho Man hyping the uh, the upcoming match with Tenzon. Uh, oh, yes. That's what I was going to say. Again, gentlemen, I repeat, New Japan 3, WCW 2, Macho Man Randy Savage, it's all going to be up to you. If it gets beyond you, then it's going to be up to Sting here at Starcade 95 for the World Cup of Wrestling in one of the most extraordinary international events I have ever been part of. Randy Savage, you've got a lot to think about. Tenzon, perhaps now in the international competition. And then after that, the triangle match. Forget about the triangle match. One thing at a time. The pressure's on me, and then hopefully the pressure's on Sting. To infinity and beyond. Three to two, our backs against the door. You know what? I like being the underdog. I've been the underdog all my life. But that's okay. That's cool. And the Stinger, he's cool too. And you know what? i got to admit something. Lex Luger, he put that guy in the torture rack. You know, it's a team-type situation. And then it reverses itself. To infinity and beyond. 
breaking on through to the other side. I like that. I got chills up and down my spine. I'm wrapped into the moment. This is a moment in time, and I'm going to take advantage of it. Tens on. You can't understand what I'm saying, but I'm coming to get you. Yeah. I just got off the telephone just moments ago with the suspended Hulk Hogan. What did he, he say? He wanted to know what frame of mind you were in. Tell him I'm in the zone. He knows what the zone's all about. That's what makes us different. That's what makes Sting different. That's what makes Lex Luger different. And difference is that it's three to two. And I'm going in there to even the score. Stinger, be there for the USA, red, white, and blue. Yeah, I'm out of here. I can't say another Thank word. Thank you very much. Uh, the Macho Man Randy Savage is going into his matchup oh, with Tenzan yeah. as uh, New Japan leads 3-2. to two. Right now, let's get you back up to the ring. Did you have a clue what he was saying in this interview? He, he was short and to the point and then going off on tangents about other matches that were happening in the same night. Um, I've, I, my notes here, I've, I've got Savage is making no sense at all. He might have had a drink. Or something a bit more stronger than that. The devil's dandruff. <laughs> so, yeah, then we move on to Randy Savage versus Tenzon. And, and yeah, as this, this was five minutes, was it? Six minutes? 6.55. Savage is definitely working hurt at the moment. He needs time off to, to heal up. Um, but as as Savage is coming down to the ring, Bobby goes, "Oh, is is, is the title on the line in this match?" <coughs> Tony's like, "No, of course it's not. He's got the winning off the triangle match later." <laughs> and then we some old granny seems to love Randy Savage as well as he's coming down to the ring. Who doesn't love Randy Savage? Elizabeth sometimes. Oh, true. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you, this is the first time we've seen Savage on this show, and you, you see how badly taped his arm is. Um, I mean, it was like that last month at World War Three. Yeah. But yeah, like I say, he needs to take some time off. It's more tape than arm at this point, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It, but I'll tell you what, the one thing that I noticed in this match, Jesus Christ, you could tell this was the 90s, couldn't you? They Just by looking at the gear, um, between the two of them, there was that much technical and bright colours on the, the the shorts and the tights. It was like looking straight at a migraine whenever you looked at the tights. That, that That's how bad it was. Yeah. Anyway, um, Savage uh, wins the match with the elbow again, very short. Yeah. Uh, I see, Tenzon had had the advantage for the whole match, mm. and he missed what he missed a moonsault, and then all of a sudden, Randy Savage has got his mighty powers, hits a botch suplex, and then hits the elbow and gets the win. So, I didn't I didn't notice the botch suplex. I've got yeah, I, I, I don't think it was massively messed up, but um, it wasn't clean. But then he's got he's got his dodgy elbow, so he shouldn't be going for a suplex. That yeah, man. Um, 
we've got Mean Gene with an interview with Ric Flair. And yeah. it's a Ric Flair promo. How many times do we have to say this? It's good. It's to the point. It's got a woo. Um, it's mean woo Gene. And yeah, loved it. Built up the match nicely. And he was actually talking sense, wasn't he? Because I'm the one that's going in fresh. Because yeah. Luger will have, uh, has already wrestled. Sting's about to wrestle. Um, and I'm going in fresh, baby. Situation with the World Cup. Let's, let's go to Mean Gene Okerlund. But somebody, Annette, would you help him out? Gene, I think we need to take it away. All right, Tony, I've got to say, <laughs> he deserves everything he is getting. I'm talking, of course, about the we, uh, the brain. There is a gigantic meltdown taking place as we conclude calendar 1995 within the ranks of professional wrestling. Not necessarily here at World Championship Wrestling, but elsewhere in the wrestling world. All of that news will be chronicled tonight on the hotline by my good friend Mark Madden and tomorrow night by Michael Today out of Las Vegas, Nevada. Call the hotline right now, 1-900-909-9900. That's 1-900-909-9900. Call right now. The score is 3-all. This international competition for the World Cup of Wrestling is everything we have anticipated. The nature boy, Ric Flair, has slyly been sitting back and watching all of this. Ric Flair, come on in. Happy New Year to you as 11-time former WCW World Heavyweight Champ. This crowd out there in Nashville, in the arena, is hanging from the rafters in anticipation of the final match of the international competition, then out of the triangle match. Great conception. Japan versus the USA. A first in WCW brought it to this world of professional wrestling. But tonight, let's face it, we're talking about the most coveted trophy in all sports, the one and only World Heavyweight Championship belt. And tonight, as the Nation Boy Styles, woo, and profiles, Sting, you and Luger have to remember to be the man. Think about it like this. You've got to beat the man. You both will have wrestled the Nation Boy will be fresh, he'll be invigorated, and he will know beyond a shadow of a doubt that right here in Nashville, woo, with the bright lights, Dolly Parton to my left. Some lovely lady to my right. I will win the world's heavyweight championship styling, woo, and profiling. Thank you, Nature Boy, Ric Flair. Ladies and gentlemen, still to come, the triangle match, the Nature Boy, Sting, and Lex Luger, the winner of that one, will be taking on the Macho Man, Randy Savage, for the WCW World Heavyweight title. 3-3 as we go to the ring. Yeah, I I loved the, the chaos that Bobby was causing just before this interview as well. So he did his thing where he... Everyone was... So WCW always has the thing where the commentators turn around uh, to speak to the camera. And Bobby's trying to be cool and be slick and sit backwards on the chair. And his chair falls over, he gets tangled up in wires, nearly falls off the stage. I think I think Bobby was just on one tonight. I think this is his best performance we've had so far. Genius, isn't he? Absolute genius. Um, a lot. I remember when he died, and a lot of people called for um, 
the commentary position to be known as the Heenan position, and the same way that the Gorilla position, you know, yeah. named after. Which uh, I I had to got behind that. Um, Sting versus Kansuke Sasaki. Um, I, I I quite enjoyed this match. I've got to be honest with you, it wasn't the best of the night, but uh, it was, you know, it, it was quick. But yeah, so this is actually. It's the final, isn't it? It is. So we're three-three at the moment in the World Cup. Uh, yeah. So it's it's good that they've kept this match to last because uh, Sasaki is actually the US champion at the moment, and he beat Sting for it a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, when Sting came out. Who got the bigger pop? Was it Sting or was it the US flag? That's interchangeable at any point. It's the same, you know. I, I Yeah, it was... It brought the flag out and it's just that. But it was the first time they brought um, the flag out, though, wasn't it? It was, it was. I mean, you know... I, I Americans and the patriotism, it's on a completely different level to what, uh, you know, a lot of us are used to. So, yeah. eh, fair play to them. Yeah. So, what what did you think think of this match in overall? Well, I think it started really well, especially the, there was um, a, a huge power slam um, from Saki, um, and then he, he followed that up with a, a really, really good looking brain buster. Um, and yeah, I. I, I <laughs> I enjoyed it, but what I did think, especially with this and the Savage and the Luger matches, I'm just thinking it was a best of seven series. Why not have a best of five series? Take Sting and Luger out of it and take match and replace Macho with someone. You know, yeah. chop change the matches if you need to. And I, and I know there was I know there's history with. Um, Sting and Sasaki, um, but but, the, but then they could they could have had another another new Japan guy come over instead of him. Yeah, I mean, but it just the, the fact that these were all short matches, and and I'd actually like to have seen most of them a bit longer. Um, yeah, but you so knew they could. You you get the three technical matches with Benoit, Guerrero, and Alex Wright that all go between. 11 and 13 minutes and then savage sting and luger are all six minutes and they had to be don't get me wrong I, yeah I, yeah they, they they had to be because they've got their second match coming up but i mean we we could easily fantasy book a best out of five with yeah. with none of them in it yeah my, in, my, what pops in my head straight away then is replace one of them with arn anderson and the second one, hundred percent, William Regal. Well, yeah, yeah, but and you've got that much talent in there. You know, Pillman's there. Pillman's not being used. Um, Pillman Liger would have been better than Pillman um, Benoit, I reckon. Yeah, well, it, there's there's a lot, and there's a lot that you could have done. Anyway, that was just my thing. I, I think it diluted the main events because you've seen the two main events because you've seen everyone in that match before, other than Flair. But what they could have done as well is they keep them keep them in the World Cup, but put them as this as like the beginning matches. So put Luger on first, and then Sting, 
and then possibly even keep Savage as the final match. You see, I don't know. I, I just think it takes away from having a main event with people yeah. in it. Um, yeah. Just from my opinion, that's that's just me. Um, yeah, I, I I I do agree. I don't think they need they needed to be in there for the names, but they didn't need to be in there. If that makes sense. No, well that's that's it. Seems fair, mate. Um, we've got a, a situation that, and I, I think this is the first time I've ever seen this, where at this point anyway, where uh, Sasaki puts the scorpion on Sting. Yep. I'd, I, I, it's happened since many times, but uh, first time I, I'd seen this, uh, I'd seen this happen, um, and it was it was a good strong uh, scorpion deathlock as well. Um, I think Sting got to the ropes eventually. Um, he was able to come back and get, score the Scorpion uh, Deathlock for the win. Yeah. Make it 4-3 to WCW. And it must be the first sport that America have ever won or been world champions of that involved more than one nation. <laughs> well, like the World Series. Well, yeah, I let the World Series off a little bit because that was actually the original reason was it was sponsored by a newspaper called The World. So it was The World Series. So I let them off with that a little bit. But, and it, it, you know, the NHL and Elders Canada in that, I suppose. Um, but, yeah, so anyway, America wins. There's yeah. a little bit of a presentation. Uh, yeah, well, in with the celebration. All right, gentlemen, I thank you very much. This has got to be truly one of the most historic evenings I can recall in the ranks of professional wrestling here in Nashville, Tennessee. Tonight, in front of this capacity crowd, the chant of USA, USA, and WCW, as WCW wins 4-3, to three, the World Cup of Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for these men. Sting! Chris Benoit, the total package, Lex Luger, Alex Wright, Johnny B. Bad, and Eddie Guerrero. Gentlemen, I want you to take this cup, and tonight, somewhere in this great city, we can sip champagne and be proud of World Championship Wrestling and this great sport. Fill her up, gentlemen. Fill her up. Sting, I've got to tell you, this crowd electrified, and you certainly excited them in this final match of the international competition. You've still got some work to do. I sure do, but I just got one thing to say. USA! Ladies and gentlemen, I want to say, I hope this becomes a tradition at Starcade because certainly this is one of the most prestigious international events like the Ryder Cup in golf, like the Stanley Cup in hockey, like the World Series itself. Truly, this is a memorable moment for these seven men. Tony, Bobby Heenan, and the American Dream, Dusty Rose, you can really appreciate this. Gentlemen, let's get back to you. What a piss-poor presentation this is. Yeah, it's... Sting, Sting's there trying to lift his fucking massive trophies, puffing out of his arsehole. And then you get Luger there going, yeah, well done, well done. And then you get the other guys just coming, they just kind of stand there. Yeah. You know, they've all got their WCW versus New Japan tops on. Why, did, why didn't they come out in them for every match? Um, You've just been joined by a friend, Sean. Sorry, I can't oh. not mention. 
the way somebody's just slinked into the picture there. And then we, and we're after this because Bobby's been on, he's been on New Japan side all all night. Um, he's now not pleased because Tony Schiavone reminds him that he's got to give all of his bribes back. So his new Lotus, his new boat, and his new house. So, yeah. So we've we've got the new Japan part over and done with. Mm. And then we move on. So we get after that we get uh, a video package for the for the triangle match for the number one contenders match uh, decent, for the title. Decent hype video for the time, I thought. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Definitely, definitely helped refresh everyone and let everyone know what's going on and where people stand because there has been a lot going on between the three of these as well as savage you know three men one title three of the top superstars in the history of wcw will vie for the chance at facing wcw world champion macho man randy savage the Macho Man won the title in World War III when he was the last man left in the ring. Or was he? The replay footage error could not show the final verdict. However, Savage is the champion. The contenders? Lex Luger. He returned to WCW in September and made his intentions clear. I'm here for one reason and one reason only, to take that belt. Luger claims he is the uncrowned world champion with previous victories over Savage, as well as many bizarre incidents with his manager, Jimmy Hart. The other, Sting, who has kept his friendship with Luger intact throughout Luger's bizarre actions over the past few months in WCW. However, many have been wondering about Sting. As one of WCW's most popular athletes, he has been involved in many bizarre incidents as well, causing many, including Hulk Hogan, to question his allegiance. I just want to know, what's the deal with Luger, and you know what side you're on? However, none can question Sting's purpose. He wants to regain a title he has held in the past, regardless of friendships. Finally, there is the nature boy Ric Flair, a man with a definite advantage. Luger and Sting will wrestle earlier in the night during the World Cup of Wrestling competition. Flair merely has to wait until the end of the night. He will be fresh. He will be ready. A coin toss will decide which two men will begin the triangle match. A man can tag out at any time. However, the man who scores the pinfall will go on to meet Savage. Will Luger turn on Sting just as he has everyone else in WCW? Will Sting's hatred of Flair consume him and cause him to be eliminated? Or will Flair's experience and readiness pay off? The fate of WCW's elite hangs in the balance and an anxious world champion awaits the conclusion of one of the most anticipated matches in WCW history. Yeah, it's uh, this match was very long though. It, yeah, I think it was. Did it go about half an hour, thirty-five minutes? Twenty-eight minutes and three seconds. Yeah, twenty-eight minutes and three. So yeah, about half an hour. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was weird. Yeah, the I, I, the the tag roll kind of threw me a little bit. 
Yeah, I, th- I think it definitely threw me. I think that the, there hadn't been a lot of three-way matches in America at this point. Um, in fact, I'm almost sure the first the first three-way match was, I, I think, in America was an ECW, but I might be wrong. Um, or they certainly popped out. And I'm, I'm not sure whether it was 95 or 96, um, but it was a three-way dance. So it was three men in the ring. Uh, one man gets eliminated. The next two fight on. And... Yes, I, I always put when it's a multi-man match. I always prefer the elimination style rather than mm. a first pinfall. Yeah, no, I I, I completely agree. Um, so it, as I say, it was weird seeing two men going on it, and it was Flair and Sting mostly, wasn't it, to start with? Uh, they had a a strong and long start. Yeah, um, so apparently there was supposed to be a coin toss to see who would start the match. And they forgot. Did they forget, or did they just, or did <laughs> they, that? That's the thing. They were on commentary. They went, did they just not do it? Did Luger just decide, no, I'm going to stand on the apron? What happened? Well, that's that again. That's vintage WCW, isn't it? It's you know, yeah. It, it, they could have had it. They couldn't have. Um, but how do you do? How how do you do a three way coin toss? <laughs> well, you do heads and tails between two, and then heads and tails between the other two. The winner, you know. So there we go. Um, mm. So Flair takes a, a bit of a beating, actually. The the beginning of this match. Okay. Uh, tagging in and out. Um, now, there, there was a little bit of... When Sting and Flair finally get in together, there was a lot of, should we say, slightly heelish behaviour from Luger? Because they're supposed to be friends at this point, aren't they? Yeah, they're, they're supposed to be friends, but yet they st- they both have the same goal of they want that title match. So you you can see why Luger's playing up a little bit more here. Um, but not so much that it looks like he's turned on Sting. Yeah, it just looks like Luger wants to win because he wants he wants to become world uh, world champion. I so, mean, there was standing on the throat and then in and out, um, and then we led up to the finish of this match. Yeah, that's it. The cat has now just sat on my notes. <laughs> it's nice and warm. This is the visitor that I was mentioning before, by the way. <laughs> you bitch! <laughs> and Sean's now being attacked. Um, so, it's a lovely, lovely looking cat. It wasn't, when I said somebody was slinking in, it wasn't some nice young, uh, young girl that, uh, that Sean had met. It was his cat. Yeah. Then he got attacked. Yeah. So we, we, we um, the, the way this finishes, I'm actually a really big fan of. Yeah, so am I. It, it, it worked perfect for. For Flair. For Flair and for the Luger and Sting storyline. So we've still got that storyline of Luger and Sting are friends, but Luger's heel, Sting his face. But they're still both best friends. Mm. So the finish of this match is uh, there's been a ref bump. Flair throws Sting and Luger outside because they're the legal men. And they're down for eight, nine, 
Sting is just about to jump back in and Luger pulls Sting back down because Luger knows I'm not going to get back in. If I can't get in, you can't get in. Yeah. So we're lit. And that's, that's, that's actually quite a natural thing, isn't it? Yeah. It was the last minute thing and he decided to go, you know, it can, it can happen between friends, um, you know. The um, after the match, Jimmy Hart's in straight away, isn't he? Yeah, but why is he now with Flair? Well, did you not hear the when he was going through his promo earlier on? He was saying to it's it's a Luger, you've got to uh, you've got to be a champion in this business. I'm always with champions. Yeah. Okay. So you can see Lex has lost is lost it. He's not going to get get that title at least not now. And he sides with Flair straight away. Um, we go back to uh, the commentary team, and they're talking about a little bit of between the history of Macho Man and Flair, um, which was good. And yeah. then Mickey Buffer gets in the ring. Big Mick. Yeah. Time for the main event. Time but, for the title announcement. But we we get so we get the commentators going. Okay, and we're going to Michael Buffer. No, we're not. We're sticking here with us. We're sticking here with us. And now we're going to Michael Buffer again. I think that's live TV for you, yeah. isn't it? It's getting the getting rid of the uh, getting rid of the occupants of the uh, of the last match. But how long did Buffer drag on for introducing both men? Yeah, he's a he's a boxing referee, isn't he? It's, oh, yeah, but he was he's like known as the White Assassin. He goes by the name oh, of such yeah. and such. He comes from Vaya. And the There's an eleven-time world champion. <laughs> yeah, but the, yeah. The, Mickey Buffer gets uh, the things in. The, what, the what, what's your What's your opinion on Michael Buffer and Michael Buffer doing the main events? I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. It's it's uh, gravitas, um, yeah. a sense of gravitas, and a big fight feel, yeah. and and that would it, cost them an absolute fortune for them to do it. Um, but I, and a lot of people do give him stick for it, but I agree with you. I think it works so well. At that time, uh, you know, it, it, it wouldn't be something that you'd look at these days and think. But at that time, and he was no, because but then in these days, I know you've got is it his brother who does the UFC? Yeah, you couldn't really you couldn't really see him coming over to WWE. And doing a big introduction. I just don't think he's the same sort of level as Michael Buffer. No, but I think he has. Yeah, I do think he's more WWE esque than his brother. Um, yeah. So, but any either way, we get into this, and of course, it's a big title fight. Macho's nearly dead from his injuries. Yeah. Flair has just gone thirty minutes. Um, which, let's be fair, there's nothing new for Ric Flair. No. Uh, no. Now the first thing that near enough happens after a lock up here is Paul Orndorff walks down the aisle. Yeah. Um with his neck in a brace. Yeah. Um, which is after the, the horseman the pile drive them on the outside or specifically um Pillman did. Yeah. Um But then but then he's never seen again. No, that this is this is a confusing thing. Um, you were and we had we had this last month as well when Sister Sherry and Colonel Parker just yep. appeared and watched Flair's match. Was it a Flair's match again they watched? I think it was, yeah. 
And then we don't see him again. There's no mention of him again. No. No. It, yeah, it is a bit strange. So um, all this all this build-up, we're getting basically a five to seven minute match here, aren't we? Yeah, so it went eight minutes and 41 seconds, bell to bell, for the world title match when... When the number one contenders match went 28 minutes, it goes back to Savage being too injured to put on a good match. He he needs to take his time off to heal up, to rest, get himself sorted and then come back. Because it's not looking, it's not making him look good. It's making him look old, like Vince McMahon told told him he was and that's why he put him on commentary. You're old, you're beaten up. Go to commentary and rest up. Savage didn't want it, and now look at him. He's, got, he's had these two matches in one night, and he's being carried all around the ring. He, he can barely move, he can barely pick anyone up. It's just not, not a great night for, for Savage, I'd say. No, um, and the match wasn't great. It wasn't, wasn't anything terrible, um, other than when he hit the... Um, uh, well, I'll let you lead us into the to, to the end of the match because again, I quite enjoyed this. It was a bit OTT, but go on. So yeah, so for the end of the match, um, Savage is getting his comeback because Flair's been on top the whole way through. Um, Savage gets a two count, and then Jimmy Hart tosses uh, the megaphone to Ric Flair but Flair misses it and Savage catches it wallops Flair round the back of the head and he is gushing with blood on my notes I said he looks like he's been shot in the head with an exploding bullet yeah that's the amount that's the amount of blood that was pissing from and he always looks cool when he bleeds Flair well especially in them days not so much later in his career yeah yeah, he he was abs- absolutely gushing. I couldn't tell if it was if it was a blade or if it was hardway. Because That's because but WCW got the I've got the rule in no blood, haven't they? Mm, not on a pay per view though, is it? I thought yeah, that was just on. No, because that's why. Um, Dustin Reynolds and uh, the other fella got sat in after Uncensored because they right. had that King of the Road match, whatever it was. One of them bladed, and then they both got fired. Mm. Um, so yeah, they Flair gets to get some colour, um, and we pull back so we don't get any close-up shots now as well. So that's how you can tell that they don't really want to show much blood. Is it's just now mostly on the hard cam. Um, Pillman comes in. Um, my notes don't make sense. Throwman, Pillman thrown into Pillman. No, Pillman was thrown into Benoit. Um, That's so who it is. He, he, he was at the he was at the top rope, wasn't he? Um, Pillman and Savage caught and and then was about to throw him and then realised Chris Benoit hadn't got in the ring as quick as Pillman had, so he had to wait. Wait for Chris Benoit to get in the wing and then throw him, um, yeah. which was a bit strange. But yeah, and it, then we it, get Arn Anderson comes in, who pretty much just KOs Savage. 
he, um, he kept on talking about I didn't notice anything in his hand. He did say his fist was loaded. I didn't notice anything. I didn't rewind it. Yeah, um, I, I didn't. I did, they, they didn't show anything, so it, it could have just been... It could have been Nux, or it could have just been a, a straight right. Could have been the roller quarters that they used to say. Yeah. Uh, or, or the uh, taped fist from yeah. uh, from last but month. It, he didn't half, he didn't half crack him, like, I'll give him that. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Flair gets the win, and they all celebrate. Yep. So Flair is now a 12-time world champion. Um, and... Yeah, then the horsemen are celebrating with Flair. Pillman's absolutely levering Savage with the title belt. But he's not only leathering him with the belt, which he really was. Um, he was actually, he was so, so playing the loose cannon there. The, yeah. You know, unbelievably. And but did you see, what, did you see what way round he was, he was whipping him as well? It wasn't yeah, leather side. It was, the it was yeah, yeah, it was plate side. Um. The commentators are telling us, oh, we're going to get an interview with Flair and the Horseman. Um, but then we get told, oh, Flair's being attended to by the medics because of the, uh, due to the loss of blood. Um, so the commentators are now kind of stuck going, we haven't really got much to say. We've got about three to five minutes to fill. What do we say? They're going, oh... Bobby's saying he's happy because Flair's won. He's got it off Savage. Um, well, that what I will yeah. say, mate, just to interrupt you, is the, that may go on to prove your point about Flair bleeding the hard way because if it wasn't, if it was frowned upon at the time, and he is gushing at this point, it's all yeah. over his face, um, then an interview may have got cancelled for that very reason and in ring uh, segments because yeah. they, they even set it up didn't they they said oh me and Gene's about to step in the ring yeah yeah so, that, that, that's what makes me think if possibly not hard way but too much for them to be able to wipe it away or yeah because keep, that's it, at, keep it at a level and what, while, while you were looking at that uh, Jimmy Hart um, was trying to wipe as much of that off with the towel as I mean there was a towel and it was it was but he kept going back to Flair to try and wipe it off and Flair was pushing him away. Yeah. So you could be right in what you're saying um uh, in terms of the no blood. But that sort of ended on a uh, and they, they were they were looking forward and they were saying, well you'll see the return of Hulk Hogan in nineteen ninety six. Yeah. Um a brave new year. I was going into me last year of uh, school and was doing my GCSEs. Um, and Hulk Hogan was coming back from filming some shite or another. Can you yeah. remember what he was filming at this point? <sighs> Mr. Nanny or some shit like that. It was, it was mm, a, I think, would it have been Thunder in Paradise, maybe? Could have been, it could have been. Or, yeah, one of his shit films or TV series. <laughs> so, yeah, and that, that's how that's how we finished, um, how we finished things out. Um, yeah. I... One thing that this has shown me well, well, since we've been going through this since the beginning of the first Nitro is I looked, I look a lot uh, and I think we do as we get older we look a lot through rose-tinted glasses of how good certain times were um, but this was this has opened my eyes a bit to say well actually it wasn't all that great um, 
some aspects are good, some aspects not so good. Yeah. But it certainly wasn't as good as I remember it to be. However, I did. I've got um. I've got a PWI article at this time, um, and it was when, um, it was when ECW fans were calling for a um, their title to be be considered the world title. Okay. Uh, I think it was just after the um, the tournament where the NWA tournament where Douglas threw down the belt, and. What's what they were actually saying? The, 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 this mag in this article in this magazine, and it wasn't by Apter. I think it was Stu Sachs, but I can't. I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure. And what they were saying was, all you zealots calling for um, the ECW to be uh, a world championship, um, and you know you've got the WWE champ, WWF championship, and WCW, and the NWA trailed off. Because if you want to find real wrestling where they should have a world champion. You should tune into WCW Saturday night because obviously since Nitro, this is this has become the secondary show, um, WCW Saturday night. Yeah. And it, what they were given then, and it usually ran between an hour and an hour and a half, didn't it? it, it yeah, it, it's 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 not it's not consistent week to week, but yeah, it's normally it's not an fluid. hour to an hour and a half. Yeah. And they were saying that all the time for the technical <clears throat> wrestling was being given to Saturday, Saturday night. So that's the stuff that I, I could I had the most access to at the time through worldwide and different tapes that I could get off my cousins in the, in the States. So maybe I the good wrestling was there, or the wrestling that I enjoy was there, but I, yeah. I, I'm not necessarily watching it in these pay-per-views at the moment. Yeah. So we're gonna head boldly into 1996 yeah. in our next episode. Yeah. Um, review of the year of '95 for you. What was um, what was some of your what was your fondest memory? I mean, I've got to be honest. For me, it was Nitro. It was the first Nitro. Um, yeah. It wasn't, wasn't the best show. Um, however, it, it's just reigniting a new era. Yeah, I think. I think. Um, Starcade for me personally was the best pay-per-view that we've reviewed so far mm. um all the matches stood out there was a couple of dull ones but none of them were offensive none of them none of oh, them were really that bad there, you wouldn't say there was a bad match on the card no really. no uh, there's there's better and then there's worse matches but i wouldn't say that there's a bad match um and yeah, I think you can you can slowly see the ball starting to roll a bit quicker and a bit quicker to where and, they're going to be in a year's time. And going back to this show specifically, who was your MVP of the night? I've gone for. I couldn't make up my mind whether to go for Sting or for Flair, but I'm leaning more towards. I think I'm leaning more towards Sting because he did have that sec that that first match in the World Cup and then he had that half an hour uh triangle match. Okay, and what was your match of the night? Addicts Wright versus Koji Kentamoto. Yes. That's the one. Um yeah. mine was undoubtedly Shinjiro Otani versus Eddie Guerrero. 
Um, although uh, Kanemoto versus Wright was a close second. Um, in terms of the um, the major player of the night or the MVP, I'm probably going to have to agree with you in terms of um, in terms of Sting. He did the majority of the work in that uh, the uh, triangle match um, after coming off the back of a match right before it. Um, so. Yeah, I, I, I'll agree. I'm going to give it to Sting. Yeah. So that we had, so like, like I said earlier, we normally have the dark matches and the pre-show that we get to review as well, um, but I couldn't find them this time. Um, but there was actually another dark match after the main event of this show, and it was One Man Gang versus Kensuke Siaki for the US title. And how did that end? So, <laughs> Sasaki is currently the US champ, okay? And this is how New Japan and WCW were able to get the belt off Sasaki without him looking weak and without him losing on TV twice in a row. So he lost against Sting. In this dark match, for the finish, they let one man gang win, but then they do it in a dusty finish, and the match restarts, and then Sasaki wins. But what they do to please both crowds when they finally air the match is in New Japan, they show the finish of Sasaki winning. And in on one of the Saturday nights, I think it's probably next week, they only show where one man gang wins and he is now your new US champ. So I think even though it's just a dark match and it doesn't really mean too much, I think the way they've also done that was quite clever, especially back yeah. in the day, because you, you, you could get away with it. There's no yeah. camera phones, there's no massive internet following for someone to tweet straight away going oh my god someone's just won the title yeah yeah they well the back in in championship wrestling from florida um there was a, a massive uh feud between the funks the funk brothers and the briscoes and it was also a territorial thing as well um because obviously the funks had the amarillo territory briscoes had um Georgia, I think, or Mid Atlantic, one of the two, and so, but they were still fighting within the NWA before Championship Wrestling from Florida. So what they do is when they were taping in Florida, they'd send, they'd have the, the, the Funks versus the Briscoes, and when they sent the tapes back to Amarillo for the Funks, they'd have them as the goodies, and they change the crowd reactions and stuff on the tape, and send the exact same tape off to um the briscoe's territory and yeah. um and, and do it the same way so it, things like this have been done before but i find it intriguing and yeah it was a good little find that night you've done well there yeah so that's that's all of the pay-per-views that we're doing for 95 but episode seven we're gonna change it up a little bit so we've come to the end of 95 and we're going to do 
a bit of a review and a bit of a retrospective of the whole year. Um, just a bit like a roundtable discussion about the year, what we've liked, what we haven't liked. But what we're also going to do is we're going to review the top five matches in the US uh, rated by Dave Meltzer. Uh, I've already looked at the list and I'll be honest, most of most of that list is um, all Japan women's wrestling. But I've had to dig through a little bit, see what the top five matches are. Most of them are quite common, but there is there is one in there that's going to be a bit hard to find. But I've got hold of it. Oh, uh, yeah. So should we should we let everyone know what matches we're doing for the next well, episode? You will have to do it because I have misplaced the message. I have it here. So our top five matches for 95 that we shall be reviewing is... Rey Mysterio versus Psychosis in ECW, two out of three falls. Ah, uh, Extreme Lucha Libre. Yep. Yes. Eddie Guerrero versus Dean Malenko in the ECW Hostile City Showdown. That is that's their, lo- that's their that's last match. That's the, um, was referred to as the Malenko Guerrero Classic, I think. Yep. Then we're going over to WWF. For Shawn, Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon in the SummerSlam 95 ladder match. I haven't seen that for a long time. That'll be good to watch. Do you know what? I don't think I've ever seen it. I don't know what kind of... I don't know what kind of um, value it will add to you because um, you've seen so many ladder matches now. And it's very rudimentary compared to... that. But I think this was the first... I mean, Brett said they've done it in Stampede, but this is the first one. Uh, no, this, this will be. This is this is the rematch from uh from Mania. So this is oh, their this second is, one. Oh, okay. this is yeah. right. Apologies. Uh, so and then the fourth match we'll be doing is Bret Hart versus the British Bulldog from In Your House Five. Right. And then the last match is Eddie Guerrero versus Chris Benoit from the twenty fifth of October on WCW Saturday Night. Notice what we've been talking about, and we will go into it more in the next episode. But the amount of times that Eddie Guerrero appears, yeah. um, and this is before his main event run, this is before his little push in WCW. Um, yeah, his name just keeps coming up and up and up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we're all we're all good to finish now. Sean, have you got anything you'd like to say? Nope, no, I'm all good. Uh, just once again, I'd lo- like to say thank you for everyone who's been listening. Um, and yeah, be sure to like, subscribe, tell your friends, pass the message on, and yeah, I hope you hope you've enjoyed the show. Right, that's it. That's all from us. Goodbye, and whatever you do, don't throw eggs at royalty. I would like to leave this city This old town don't smell too pretty And I can feel the warning signs Running around my mind And when I leave this island I book myself